0: Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord
1: and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word.
2: St. Matthew's, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking Him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus, our Savior, died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in His hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. I believe you are God, the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on the newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family.
0: We'd love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our Senior Pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, Pastor has been preaching the Word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at smbchurchnj, or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBC TV, where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at PO Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. Have a blessed day.
1: Lord's Day, truly God is an awesome God, and I want you to be still and know that he is the Lord with all
3: thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. We praise the name for our praise singers. We thank God for them. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for them. They are truly awesome. I'm thankful to our tech people, thankful to our audience, thankful for our church. And our church is still in the process of becoming a COVID-19 inoculation site. We're working on that with FEMA right now for this entire community as we bring our seniors in first. And then we're going to open up the doors to over 40 mayors and try to uh, uh, give everybody a track. That's my investment about Jesus the Christ, son of the living God. We are progressively moving towards a gradual opening of our church And it's a lot of work involved, but we're going to get there. And so uh, just uh, keep your ears open. We're coming back in a fellowship, but we're coming back in a safe environment. We don't want to put anyone in harm's way. So we are working towards that end right now. And I'm thankful to the Lord, again, from whom all blessings flow. And as a reminder, continue to be faithful in tithing online and Sending your envelopes in the P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. Uh, the Lord will bless you. Now, next week, your daily reading is Romans 11 to Romans 16. Romans 11 to Romans 16. You can read one chapter per day. Amen. As we fellowship in the word of Almighty God, truly God is an awesome God. Now, anyone out there in TV land, if you have a degree, business administration or management, and you're quite uh, competent with computers and apps, we want you to call 856-262-1316. We're looking for some dynamic workers, 856-262-1316, and we will uh, set up uh, email to get your resumes, and we thank God for you. Truly, God is an awesome God. Now, today I start a new series Righteous Responsibility. Righteous Responsibility. Our last series was Letter of the Lord, but Righteous, listen to Pastor, Responsibility. And, and today, my title is Trust or Bus. Trust. Or bus. And our first responsibility is to the faith. We're gonna talk about that uh, for a few weeks and then we're gonna to move to the family. Amen. And then even to the healing of our fractures. So we're going to be on this uh, highway, Amen, where we are constantly hearing God speak through his word. I am really thankful to the Lord that our church is a church of truth, of doctrine, that is rightly divided. Can I get a witness? And uh, we, we are thankful again to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God is an awesome God. God. Now, our first scripture is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. I want to turn there, familiar passage of scripture, trust or bus. Uh, and and, and it, when, you, when you go to Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm going to come back and and, and pick this up, uh, 2 6 says, And hath raised us up, amen, together, and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceedingly, uh, amen, riches of his grace. In his kindness, amen, toward us through Christ Jesus. And then verse 8 says, for by grace are ye saved. A true measuring rod or a true manifestation of one's maturity is their ability to be responsible to another. My God. Immature people are self-selfish, amen, uh, self-driven, self-absorbed. It's only when you and I are able to give, to care, to console, amen, to um, be someone's um, commitment. When you are able to go across the chasm of self and sacrificially give to someone else, the Bible says you are mature. It's interesting that... uh, Privilege balances out responsibility. It's a biblical principle where much is given, much is required. God uses these principles to teach us, amen, to that there is, listen, a corresponding, amen, demand, when God privileges us with grace, God wants us on the back end to extend ourselves in sacrificial giving amen in 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 uh, uh selfless gratitude amen and and in obedience to the spirit of Almighty god I am um um, I'm, I'm always going back over my life, and I was raised in the era of the three R's, respect, restraint, and responsibility. We had responsibility at the forefront of our lives. We had chores. We had to uh, carry out orders. We had to be respectful. And and And, and it's interesting, society was different than it is today. And that what I learned from there under my parents was that uh, I have responsibilities to live out for myself, for others, uh, considerations of care and cooperation, and uh, my proper response to authority uh, that Um, We grew up under that 3R concept, and then I went in the military seven years, and it got even worse, that I had to obey rules and obey rank, amen, And, 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 and I had to carry out what was entrusted to me, and then pastoring 34 years, that lesson was driven home even more, That my job, listen, was to be responsible for God's sheep, responsible for God's house, responsible for God's word. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. And it's interesting that as we begin this series on righteous responsibility, God gives us grace and God helps us to grow up and God glorifies himself through the administration of our gifts and our gratitude amen and 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 so one of the things that we we begin to see is that God in Ephesians chapter 2 this church was started Apostle Paul, Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, and in chapter 1, it's the sovereign plan of God. When you look at it, you'll see the Godhead, instrumental, not only in our salvation, but in the uh, rule of the universe. But in chapter 2, amen, it's the salvation as a gift. Salvation is a gift. Chapter 3, structure of the church. But here in Chapter Two, Paul the Apostle, and this church was started in a in a house where Aquila and Priscilla, a married couple amen, started a church in their house acts eighteen to twenty You'll see the Church of Ephesus being started very that's the historical context stay with me and 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 as they started this church, uh Paul begins to amen educate us in chapter 2, of this great salvation. Now, one of the things you cannot let slip that in the ages to come, uh, Okonomas, the stewardship, amen, the, the, the covenant of grace. We are under the covenant of grace. Grace is unmerited love. Grace is love we don't deserve. Hang in there with me. But grace is going to end grace is going amen the covenant of grace is going to stop amen at the point where we are raptured out no more grace no more universal grace of god as as we know it we'll we'll see the uh, marriage supper of the lamb revelation 5 we'll see amen the rapture uh, revelation 4 we'll see uh, through john christ and all of his Glory, Chapter One, and Chapter and and his message to the seven churches of Asia Minor, of which the last church, if if you look at it as an age, is Laodicea. The rights of the people. Don't we see that today? People are burning their mass saying, "I have a right not to wear one. I have a right to live my life the way I want to live it." We are smack dab at the end time. Understand that as we begin to look at this scripture in Ephesians 2, contextually, Paul is talking about salvation. Amen. Salvation, salvation, salvation. And, and here, in, 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 uh, uh, he's, he's dealing with, amen, our responsibility to the faith. Now, the faith, listen, the faith is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a principle, the word of God, amen, a- amen, and it's a practice. When we start looking at doctrine and we look at the faith, the faith, the article, the, denotes is something that we believe in. That They're very interesting. I want to say this to you because we are teaching ministry. The word faith in the Greek is pistis. P-I-S-T-I-S. Pistis is the Greek word for faith, but belief is pistuo. And one of the things that blew my mind is that this word, pistuo, is a verb. There are no nouns in the gospel when it comes to belief. In uh, Matthew, is mentioned 10 times. In Mark, is mentioned 10 times. In Luke, is mentioned 9 times. Now listen to this. In St. John, is mentioned 99 times. Bestuo. The act of believing God's report. Believing in the person. Amen. Amen. Believing in his power. Believing, hallelujah, in his practices. We We, we begin... Uh, to see, and uh, this adjective, pistis, for faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, uh, Hebrews 11 gives us definition, description, and demonstration, verses 4 to 40, for by the elders, and then it goes on with Abel. That is, everybody that was ever saved... Had to live by faith. But without faith, listen, it is impossible to please God. Where you are this morning, you are commanded to retain your faith. You are commanded to trust in the Lord at all times. You, you, are, you are commanded. It's, it's imperative that you and I keep on believing. Regardless of what we see, what we feel, what we think, you got to keep on believing. Things will look bad sometimes. Keep on believing. You got to believe that Jesus, amen, is able to keep you through everything. And so here, one of the things I want to do this morning is differentiate our responsibility to this faith. And we begin in Ephesians chapter 2 where Paul, amen, is informing us of this great salvation. It's the work of God in salvation. And you, you was understood, who were dead in trespasses and sins, hath he now quickened, made alive. Hmm. Let me, let me, let me, let me slow up. Um, it's got to register to you that you and I were hell bound, and you, we were zombies, walking dead, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Hath he now quickened? Made us alive. Hallelujah. Amen and started a change in our lives that in the ages to come, we might be trophies of God. Verse 10. But it's here in in verses 8 and 9, for by grace, you have been saved. Now let me, The first thing that we see here is that faith's design. That basically what Paul is saying is that faith is a free favor from God. You can't earn it. You can't live good enough to have it. You can't, you can, you cannot and you will not pursue it. Jesus said in John 3, not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Jonah says salvation is of the Lord. What does all this mean? It means that Jesus said in John 15, you didn't seek me. I sought you. No man can come unto me unless the Father first draw him. Listen to pastor. That faith is a free favor from God that cannot be earned. You can't go to church enough to earn salvation. You can't pray enough to earn salvation. You can't condemn yourself enough to earn salvation. It's a We're saved by grace, love we don't deserve. Now listen to this. Through, pistis, through faith, And that faith, the saving faith, I'm dealing with saving faith, that that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God, lest any man or woman should boast. So when we look at others that are not saved, we ought to be thankful that we are saved. We can't look down on others because it was the grace of God that elected us i 'm preaching to be saved. He opened up our eyes, he opened up our ears, he opened up our hearts. Isaiah talks about amen a a a a heart and head of stupor we we couldn't see, we couldn't hear, but God God freely. Amen. Elected us, hanging it with me, through the process of election. God drew us in by grace, through faith, free gift, free favor. And what God did when he drew us in through faith is he gave us the power to believe his report. The reason you and I believe that Jesus died for our sins, he's the son of God, God the son, he was buried, he rose again with all power in his hand. That didn't come from you, you didn't learn that in school, that came from the Holy Spirit. He gives us the power to believe. So my faith, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This salvation faith. Is once we believe the finished work of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross, we are born again, we are saved, we are blood washed, we are seated in heavenly places. Our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. My God. Once we believe, amen, that Jesus is the Son of God and God the Son and died for our sins, God Saves us. And every time I give somebody a track and they take the track and throw it away, they weren't elected. Or perhaps they were elected and got to get to them another time. When we were out in the world, we didn't know we were elected. We lived just like people going to hell. But one day, The Spirit of God came in. One day, the Spirit of God woke us up. And it's progressive sanctification. You don't change overnight. God comes in with a new nature, his own nature. We already have the old Adamic nature. And there's conflict inside the believer. There will always be conflict till you see Jesus. There will all be, there will always be two alternatives. So, so one of the things that we see here, amen, is that grace is a free gift, and grace brings faith, and to faith we have the responsibility, listen, to accept it. Ah we got to accept what God is saying. Hmm. Faith, faith, faith. Saving faith happens one time. Once I'm saved, I'm saved forever. I don't have to keep going back and get saved over and over. When Jesus in John 13 wanted to wash the disciples' feet, Peter said, no, don't wash my feet. Give me a bath. Jesus said, you don't need a bath. You've already been bathed, Luo, in the Greek. You've been bathed, but I just need to wash the dusty sand off your feet to keep you in fellowship. My God. I want you to see our responsibility to this confidence of faith. My responsibility is once I get saved, I have an obligation to go out and try to get others saved. I've got an obligation to spread the gospel throughout the world. That—that That is, child of God, that uh, faith is not naming it and claiming it. God claimed us out of the marketplace of sin. And you and I need to understand that our responsibility to this faith that God has placed in us is not self-centered, is not selfish. This faith that God has placed in us to believe his report, to believe that Jesus is the Christ, should motivate us to feel sorry for people going to hell. And to introduce them to the Lord of glory. Because grace is going to run out. Do I have a witness? That, that is, that is, this, this faith that Paul talks about is a gift of grace. God felt sorry for us, God pitied us. God elected us. God chose us. Hey, God snatched us out of hell with smoke still in our garments. You and I didn't do that. God did that. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. God initiated this faith that's in us. Well, why are you saying that? Lest any man should boast. You got folk in the church that'll make you think that uh, they led God and God didn't lead them. That they have it all together because they are astute individuals, educated, all that in a bag of chips, read the Bible, pretentious prayers, amen, and they can handle anything. That's what they want you to believe. Only God saves. Somebody said he saves from the gutter moose to the uttermost. Only Jesus can save you. Only Jesus can save you. Only Jesus can save you. It is a faith of free favor from God. Now 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 let's not rush this point out the window. If God extended grace to me through faith and that faith was his I can't take credit for anything. Hmm. I can't I can't take credit <laughs> for anything because God did it all. He drew us, he saved us. Lord have mercy. He opened up our eyes, our hearts, and our ears to receive him. Hmm. The psalmist said, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits? And the answer is nothing, but take the cup of salvation. You can't do anything for God. God has already done it for you. Doesn't that humble us to, to know that God did it all? Won't won't that help us to properly care for others without complaint? To sacrifice for the church and for others? To submit to others? When we realize what Jesus did on that cross, he died for our sins. What a sacrifice. The second element of faith that we are responsible for is that faith is not only, amen, a free favor of God. It is a fruitfulness of facilitation, amen, to God's principles. Compliance. Now, I know I'm going to lose some of you. James says... Show me your faith and I'll show you my works. Faith without works is dead. James was not contradicting Paul. They were saying the same thing. You cannot have faith with no fruit. What makes faith awesome is that, through the compliance of the Holy Spirit, you bear fruit. Now, Now I'm going to deal with this fruit thing because I'm sick and tired of these preachers, pastors, politicians always talking about God, but their lives do not translate biblical faith. Do you know God says more about the poor than anything else? How you treat the poor? In fact, God tells us in 1 Corinthians that it's the poor... That's rich in faith, Lord have mercy. That you cannot have favoritism. You cannot look down on people. You cannot call people names. Faith without fruit is dead. And you got a lot of folk that are keep talking about faith. But they don't have no fruit. My God. That 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 when we start dealing with this matter of fruit to the faith. It's a biblical concept, and the fruit-bearing is proof that we are exercising a biblical faith. It's proof. It's proof. John 15, Jesus said, I am, ego eimi. me, I am, seven of them in John, I am the true vine, and and my Father is the vine dresser, and you are the branches. Now listen what Jesus says. Every branch in me, preposition in, will bear fruit. We don't grow fruit, we don't make fruit, we bear fruit. The moment we are abiding, Brother Arnold, in Jesus, fruit is automatic. We bear fruit. Mm. We bear fruit and low-hanging fruit, according to John 15, God will raise up so it's not dragging in the mud. We are clean through the word. My God. If you ever looked at a grapevine, grapevines are on stone on sticks, and as they grow, sometimes you have low-hanging fruit, which is a metaphor for a dirty life, and And and, and the, the vine dresser pulls the fruit up so it doesn't drag in the dirt. If you live in a dirty life, it's only a matter of time. If you save, God's going to pull you up. There may be some pain in pulling you up. There may be, amen, some delays to your blessing in pulling you up. But God is going to pull you up. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, and you are obedient, compliant, ask what you will. It will be done unto you. hmm Fruit bearing. Now, God gives every born-again believer at least one gift, one spiritual endowment. Some have more than one. A gift is what you get at your new birth. Talents is what you received at your first birth. Don't confuse the two. If I can run fast, that's a talent. That's not a spiritual gift. If I can sing good, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess some choir folk up now. That's a talent. That's not a gift. Spiritual gifts are speaking gifts, <laughs> serving gifts, and no more sign gifts. At least 19 gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. That, that is that as God has gifted me with pastor, teacher, teacher, Lord have mercy, administration, uh, leadership, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's the spirit of God that's regulating those gifts. And those gifts are for the body of Christ to edify everybody. You edify me, I edify you through the gifts. But we are in compliance, meaning you can't have confession without repentance, we are in compliance with the Holy Spirit. So God wants to add fruit to our faith. Lord, have mercy. And, and, and metaphorically, there's a ninefold fruit, according to Galatians 5. We have the works of the flesh, that's the old nature. We have the fruit of the Spirit, that's the new nature. And the two are in conflict constantly till we see Jesus. So somebody that's a fruit bearer can, amen, also live a life of wrong works if we yield to that old nature. But the new nature downsizes the old nature, amen, it supersedes it, it sets it down so we can be Christ-like. Now these are not nine different fruits, this is a non-fold fruit, one cluster of grapes. Please get this. And and the first one is love, the agapeo love, the ability to, amen, give yourself away and expect nothing in return. Agape love is sacrificial. Agape love is a gift. He, he's talking about love is the first gift mentioned in Galatians 5.22. First gift. Love. Not the world's love. <laughs> Not phileo, which is friendship love. Not eros, which is sexual carnal love. Not even sorge, which is a mother's love for the child, but agape love. For God so loved the world. And love, listen, love implies pity, mercy, forgiving. Yeah. Love, hang in there with me. Joy. Which is a praise in your spirit, singing songs and spiritual songs in your soul, singing praises unto the Lord, amen, where our conflict cannot cancel out our joy. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. Do I have a witness My joy is Jesus. Hallelujah. Love, joy, peace. A stillness of gratitude. It's God saying, Peace be still. Don't become agitated. Don't fly off the handle. Don't lose it. The peace of God passes all understanding as he keeps. He puts a guard at your hearts and your mind. Thou will keep him, Isaiah 26, 3, in perfect peace whose mind is glued on him. He deals with love. He deals with joy. He deals with peace. He deals with long suffering. Just turn the word around. The ability to suffer a long time and not lose it. Afflictions, adversaries, adversities are part of our life. God wants us to be long-suffering. Long-suffering means I know my ship is coming in. I know my prayers will be answered. I'm going to hold on till he shows up. Do I have a witness? He He talks about long-suffering. He talks about kindness. This is one of my tough ones. Kindness. Kindness is a consideration. Yeah. To always present yourself with grace and pity towards another. Kind. I don't want to say or do anything That's going to mess your day up. I want to check my words. I want to check my thoughts. I want to check. I want to be kind. Hmm. I want to be kind to those that are not kind to me. Before you pat yourself on the back. Whatever you think you are cannot be correctly interpreted until it comes under conflict. God has got to allow us under, to come under attack for these fruit to manifest themselves. That, that is, he, he deals with kindness, and I'm, I'm going to go on. He deals, amen, with uh, this, this, this whole matter of, uh, of, of, of uh, Lord have mercy. Self-control, amen, and, 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 a, and a gracious, grateful spirit. He deals with this matter of keeping myself under the control of the Holy Spirit and then faithfulness, being faithful. And being faithful is going to cost you something. Because just to be faithful, God has got to send friction. God has got to present us with alternatives in order for us to be faithful. Check out the life of Abraham. Check out the life of Moses. Check out the life of David. God's got to allow the terrain to become troublesome. And we be still and wait on God. Faithfulness. Hmm. Paul says that pistis, this faith, and the verbs pistuo in belief is a conviction, is a persuasion. (sighs) Ah. It is a mindset that we have of total obligation to God. Pistuo, pistis. The woman who had internal bleeding said to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Mm. The four men who carried a crippled man and let him down through the roof, when when they broke the seal and then let the man down in front of Jesus, Jesus said, it's their faith that have made you whole. We got to come! People to Jesus. You got to carry your children, got to carry your grandchildren, got to carry your husband, got to carry your wife, got to carry your pastor, got to carry your church. You got to carry yourself into the presence of Jesus, and you might have to break something up to get there. It is a persuasion and a conviction, it's a compliance, it's a confidence and a compliance. To the principles of God. It's a sanctified faith. I don't only want to be saved, I want to live right. I want to speak right. I want to think right. I want to walk right. Ah. And even when conflict comes in, God says, Let me show you where you are on the fruit test. Not easy. Progressive sanctification. We have to go into trouble in order to transfer our trust to Jesus. Faith mm. is not only a free favor leading to salvation. It's a fruitfulness that leads to sanctification. I'm in compliance with the Spirit. Things I used to do, I don't do anymore. Places I used to go, I don't go anymore. I have a whole new turnover of life. Hmm. But finally, we, we see a faith. Faith is a freedom. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, from bondage when I first got saved I was still in bondage when I was growing in grace I was still in bondage every once in a while I was falling back falling out messed up old nature taken over under the control of the flesh not the spirit but as I grew in grace God began to Free me from bondage. Romans 8. There's a freedom. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. John 8. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. One of the reasons we're not free is because we're not in the truth. We keep trying and not trusting. We keep trying to work and not allow God to work in us. Mm. That is my freedom, hallelujah, is that even in conflict, I'm consoled. And we are going through some conflict. I know I do. Not always comfortable with where God allows me to be. Don't always feel favorable to my surrounding situations. That that, that is, child of God, that uh, God, 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 amen, frees me. From myself. From Satan. From sin. Freedom is very, very costly. I have a clear vision of myself. Romans 7. Think about the apostle Paul. I got to love Paul. Paul said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. With my mind, I serve the law of God in my flesh. The law of sin, oh, wretched man that I am. When Paul wrote Romans 7, he had been saved 20 years. He's in conflict. But Paul, Paul, Paul says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. There are six laws in Romans Uh, 6 to 8, the last of which is the law of the Spirit. The law of the Spirit has set me free from the law of sin and death. As I'm depending on the Spirit, I'm free. It's not my fight, it's your fight, God. Yeah, Uh, 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 that is, God gives me a continuance, hallelujah, to keep on going. Take a lick and keep on taking. That is, God, amen, calls us to a corrected life. You, you cannot be saved freely, bear fruit through compliance, and still be sinning. Conviction to each other hypocrisy will take you down. You've come to the end of your wits and you say, I can't do this anymore. I can't be like this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I have a free gift of grace. I have the fruitfulness of compliance in the spirit. And Paul, 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 Paul says, and I'm free ah, from bondage. Child of God, when you begin to understand pistis, faith, the verb, belief, bestuo, a conviction, a persuasion, a made-up mind, that I might be tested. We're going to deal with that next week. I might have to go through something. I, I, I may feel low some days. I may feel overwhelmed sometimes. I may look at my children and I'm nervous about things. I'm fearful, but hold on and hold out. Cause help's on the way. Old folks say he may not come when you want him, but he's right on. Time. He didn't save me to go to hell. He didn't save me for me to live any way I wanted to live. He didn't save me to keep on doing what I've been doing. He saved me to pull me up. He sanctified me. He freed me. Can I get a witness? And I'm free whether you think I'm free or not. I'm free. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Trust the bus. Either you trust in Jesus uh, to work it out as you wait on him, as you worship him, or you busted. Nothing's gonna happen. Faith is the subject of things hope for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith, faith, faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, I know weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life whom shall I be afraid the Lord is my refuge and my strength a very present help in the time of trouble Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast back into the midst of the sea, though the waters roll thereof, there is a stream that shall make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. I want you to look at your problems this morning and say, God is right in the midst of her. I want you to look at the pullout. God is in the midst of her. I want you to look at the pity. God is in the midst of her. And he will, hallelujah, pull me out. With a shout. Weeping, only indoors for a night. Joy comes in the morning. Uh, do I have a witness? I was, I've been young, now and I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, never seen the seed baking bread. God is faithful. God is fruitful. Uh, Isn't in, in that right? Won't, won't he bring you out? God will make us free. Free indeed, free from the penalty of sin, free from the power of sin, and one day free from the presence of sin. I'm free. Satan, you're a liar. You can't hurt me. You can't have me. You can't send me to hell. You can't bring lightning out of heaven on me because I am a child of the king, born twice, and I'm only going to die once. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So, where's your faith this morning? Stop pouting. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop being a victim. And gird up the loins of your mind and believe that God is able. God's got your date to pull you out. God's got your date to bless you. God's got your date. To make you rejoice in Him, you can't work for it, but I dare you to worship Him. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is God. His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord, that's us, say so. You got to keep quoting them promises to yourself. The power is in the promises. Can I get a witness? Amen. You got to keep quoting those promises. No weapon formed against me. And we know that all things are working together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Faith is a free favor from God. Faith is a fruitfulness which facilitates practicing sanctification. Faith is a freedom. You got to keep on believing. Be still. And during this pandemic, during all the social unrest, during all the racism, during all the mess, be still
1: and know that...
3: You can be saved this morning by trusting Jesus. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He's the Son of God, God the Son. I believe you are the Son of God. You are God the Son. You died on Calvary's cross. You bled for all my sins. You was buried and you rose again with all power in your hands. That's salvation. One time confession. But the work is sanctification. Compliance with God. And then total surrender is freedom. I'm free in Jesus. We love you. Have a great day. Again, if you have a degree, business, administration, management, great on a computer, understand the apps of technology, call 856 262-1316 and don't forget to tithe online send your envelopes in the P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey 08094 How is your faith?
0: Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewsbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew's Secure Contribution and Payment
1: Form.